Right, Haven Church, good morning. You guys ready for 2019? Well, it's here no matter what. So anyways, let's stand up this morning as we worship God. Let's just start with a prayer this morning. Lord God, we just ask that you join us this morning. You know, just, just show your presence, show your great love, your great mercy for us, Lord. And just uh, going to keep those in, in prayer that, that can't be here today, that are watching online. Just uh, just, just want you to touch their hearts this morning as, as, we, as we get into your word, Lord, as we get into your music, Lord, as, as we just kind of close off our minds from what's going on the rest of the day, Lord, as we just kind of focus on you for this little bit of brief time on Sunday morning. Amen. hands together. It's a new sun rising. There's a new sun rising, a new sun rising. There's a new sun rising, a new sun rising. Lift it up. There's a new sun rising, a new sun rising, yeah. There's a new sun rising, a new sun rising. I woke up in darkness, surrounded by silence. Oh, where, where have I gone? I woke to reality, losing its grip on me. Oh, where, where have I gone? Because I can see the light before I see the sunrise. You called and you shouted. Again, you shattered my darkness, washed away my blindness. Now I'm breathing in, breathing out. I'm alive again. Later, I loved you. You waited for me. I searched for you. What took me so long? I was looking outside As if love would ever want to hide I'm finding I was wrong Cause I feel the wind Before it hits my skin I want you, I need you, and I'll do whatever I have to, just to get through, cause I love you, yeah I love you. Now I'm breathing. 
Amen. To God praise the Lord.
again with the announcements so bear with me <laughs> so before we do the announcements all the kids can go to the Sunday school if you're not sure where the new rooms are just take a look at the signs posted outside the doors they're in this hallway and that hallway and that'll tell you where to go so while they're leaving um, the power Paris Foundation dinner is January 20th 2019 see Mike Berdinka for that for signups for that um, youth group is not meeting today. They're going to have their next meeting Sunday after church. They're at their youth retreat and everything, so pray for them. Um, the emergency rotating shelter is back. Yay! They're going to do that the week of March 11th to the 17th, and it looks like Wesley United Methodist Church is doing that, but they do need some help. So if you have done that in the past and want to keep doing it or you haven't done it before, it's a really great thing to help the homeless in our community. Just contact Joanne Edwards for that. She's right there. Um, let's see what else. Also, Financial Peace University. If you've ever heard of Dave Ramsey and his money makeover, that's what they're going to be doing starting on January 10th. That's this coming Thursday. It's at 6.30 p.m. and it runs for nine weeks. Um, I think there's an email in here. Yes, you can email Debbie for that if you want more information. The last minute signups for that have to be done today. So if you've been thinking about it, you're on the fence, see her today. Um, the Women's Sunday Morning Bible Study, that started today. It's going to be at 8.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings. You can see Joanne for that as well. Um, they're also doing Grief Share. That's for if you are experiencing a loss of a spouse or family member, friend, anything like that. Um, that is held on January 20th at 6.30 p.m. And for that, you can either see Joanna Shea. Raise your hand. I don't know where you are. I don't see her. Or Donna Wiggum. She's right there. 
Um, and then the last thing is there's a new women's group study starting this Tuesday, January 8th. You can see Dana Webb in the back there or Kate Allen. I don't see her here today either. Okay, but you can see either one of them for that or you can email the church if you want more information on that. I think that's it. Did I miss anything? No? Okay. So let's um, go through our prayer requests. Um, Lisa Osborne has asked for prayers for her mom, Sally, for comfort for some cancer issues. Um, Amanda and Danny Diamante have asked for prayers for the family of George Mars, who passed away last week. And we also want to remember um, Rachel Boyd and Natalie Cole. Um, Jordan did pass away this past week, so we'll need to keep that family in our prayers. Um, June asked for a prayer for Bailey Joy. Bailey Joy Caldwell, um, who's five years old and was rushed to the hospital with a problem with her kidneys. Um, Terry asked for prayers for her brother and his family as they navigate through a difficult divorce. Allison asked for prayers for her mom, Jean, who is um, starting her recovery from back surgery. And um, let's just keep, there's a family, I, I don't know if, if many of you've heard it, but there was a bad fire in Elk Neck this morning. Um, so let's keep that family in our prayers as well. Um, let's all go to the Lord in prayer. Dear precious Heavenly Father, thank you for bringing each one of us here. And thank you for loving us and, and getting us started on 2019 right where we need to be in your house. We just pray, Lord, for all these needs, the, the hurting people who have lost someone recently. Lord, you promised that you would be with us and that you would comfort us. So we pray that you would send your spirit to comfort those who are mourning. We pray, Lord, that you would heal those people who are experiencing um, hurts and cancer and all those things. We just ask that, Lord, you would touch their bodies and lay your holy healing hands upon them and make them whole. We pray for the family, Lord, that has lost their house this morning in Elk Neck, that you would be with them and comfort them. Guide them, Lord, and keep them safe. We pray, dear Jesus, that you would um, help us as we go through this service. We pray that you, the Holy Spirit, will come and fill this place and we'll know that we've been to church. Jesus, we pray now as we take up our tithes and offerings that you would be with the giver and those who are unable to give, that Show us, Lord, how to use the money that you give, that is given to your church. Let us use it in a way that glorifies your name, and we'll give you the praise and the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. been a moment you were forgotten you are not hopeless you have been broken your innocence stolen I hear you whisper underneath your breath I hear your SOS your Hear your SOS. 
Good morning. We'll be reading from Psalm 92, verses 12 through 15 in IV version. The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon, planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green, proclaiming, The Lord is upright. He is my rock, and there is no wickedness in him. This is the word. Happy New Year. So um, I'm Debbie DiVirgilio, for those of you that I don't know, and just to let you know, Jack um, is away. He had a wonderful opportunity to go to Ohio this weekend, and I'll let you figure out why. <laughs> All right, so Happy New Year. Um, the new year is a great time of new beginnings, new hope, and that's why we make resolutions. We have a new, um, new page in our calendar, and we get really excited about a new year because it gives us a chance to do over. So I was thinking about New Year's this week, and I started looking for what are some common resolutions? What are the most common resolutions people make? Any idea what number one is? It's diet and eat healthier. Now, the funny thing is, number two is actually exercise more. And number three is to lose weight. So you put all those three together, and they're really all the same thing, right? Um, number four is actually save more and spend less. Then um, we have learn a new skill or hobby, read more, find another job, spend more time with family and friends. So those are the most common New Year's resolutions that people make. But I thought it might be fun to look at some strange resolutions. So these are some strange resolutions that people make. Um, here's one, eat at McDonald's every day. <laughs> so clearly that person's resolutions are not to eat, more, eat healthy and exercise and lose weight. Um, here's another one, to peel 60 bananas every day. Now, I don't know what they're going to do with them, but they're going to peel them. Um, quit wearing orange clothes. Wave to fellow motorists at four-way stops. Um, here's one. Collect airsick bags from every major airline. Now, the person doesn't say if they're full or empty, but they're collecting them. Um, and this one, I think, is probably from experience, never to take sleeping pills and laxatives on the same night. <laughs> so that's probably one from experience, right? Here's another one, um, to spend less time interacting with people and more time interacting with my phone. Now, as Christians, so then I thought, well, let's look up and see what Christians say um, are their resolutions. So. Many Christians make resolutions to pray more, to read the Bible every day, and to attend church more regularly. So it kind of doesn't make sense that here we are on the first Sunday of the new year, and the title of our very first sermon is Stop Going to Church. That kind of doesn't make sense, does it? But God's calling for us, um, highest calling, was never going to church. So we're going to talk about that today. Um, but for many of us, going whether or not we go to church on Sunday is how we measure our lives. But we're going to look at applying Psalm 92 that was just read for us 
And when we apply this psalm to our lives, it becomes a game changer. So the verses say, the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They'll grow like a cedar of Lebanon planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green, proclaiming, the Lord is upright. He is my rock. So let's unpack that a little bit. The righteous will flourish. Okay, so the word flourish is not a word that we use too often. It comes from the Hebrew word parak and means to sprout or to blossom. So nothing flourishes unless it's full of life. And if you were to go right now and drive by the cornfields around here, you wouldn't say they're flourishing, right? You would say, ugh, they're kind of dead. But the righteous will flourish, they will grow. And that verse tells us that the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. So let's think about palm trees for a minute. Palm trees are considered one of the most graceful trees there are. They're a symbol of triumph and victory. If you remember, palm branches were waved when Jesus rode into Jerusalem. But the thing about palm trees is, even though they're so tall and majestic, they don't have the, the, a central tap root that goes down and gets all of their nourishment and water. Instead, they have a root ball. And that root ball has roots that go out in all directions to get um, to bring in the water and nourishment that the tree needs to stand tall. So Psalm 92 says, The righteous will flourish like a palm tree and grow like a cedar of Lebanon. And if we look at the cedar tree, um, the cedar tree is a symbol of strength and majesty. Now, we, we might not think that in today's world, but in biblical times, um, these trees were used for a lot. So Moses ordered the Hebrew priests to use this, the bark of the cedar tree to heal leprosy. Solomon used cedar wood to build the temple in Jerusalem. David used cedar wood to seal his house. And if you think about it, um, anybody remember when, when you were a young girl in high school or about to graduate, you would get a cedar chest? And what did you put in that cedar chest? You put all of the things that were important to you, right? And um, linens and those things that you were going to use to start your house. The reason it was put into a cedar chest was because it kept out pests and... and um, bugs and and moths and those sorts of things and that's why david used that to seal his house so the roots of a cedar tree though are deep and wide they go deep and wide and if you remember that song remember that song when you were a little kid deep and wide so that's what the roots of a cedar tree did so cedar trees they smell good. Remember the smell of that cedar chest, how you would open it and the aroma would come up? And some people build cedar closets today. But the thing about these trees, both the cedar tree and the palm tree, they're evergreen. So that means they're flourishing all year. They're green all year round. And if we go back to our verse, um, Psalm 92, it's the perfect verse for New Year's. It says they'll still bear fruit in old age. They'll stay fresh and green. And honestly, isn't that what all of our New Year's resolutions are all about? Keeping ourselves younger and staying fresh, living a better life than what we have, right? So when we're planted in the house of the Lord, we will stay fresh and green. We'll stay vibrant. We'll bear fruit. So... When we stay fresh, we will still bear fruit in old age. Okay, so that means we're not going to die and, and things aren't going to just kind of fall apart on us. We're going to stay vibrant because God has a plan for us and he'll use us. Unfortunately, many people don't experience these good things. Instead of flourishing, they're spiritually dry. They might say, yeah, I don't go to church because I don't really get much out of it. Instead of thriving, 
They might be emotionally withering. They might say, I'm depressed. I'm not, I'm not doing anything. Instead of being connected, they're relationally barren. When we are connected to others who are flourishing, we become flourishing. Have you ever noticed that when you're around people who are alive, you become alive? But what happens when you're around people who are depressed and down in the dumps? Kind of brings you down, doesn't it? So people who are relationally barren, perhaps they feel all alone. They don't have friends. They're not connected. Instead of being fulfilled, people are continuously searching for something that matters. We all want to feel like our lives matter in this world. But cedars and palm trees together produce life year-round. So I want to ask you, how did these trees get started? They got started the same way most plants do, with a little tiny seed, right? And I want you to think for a minute about your life as a seed, right? So a seed can only grow if it's planted. Now, if, it's, if I have some seeds and I lay them on the chairs up here, they're not going to grow, are they? They're just going to lay there. Probably get brushed into the floor and vacuumed up with the vacuum cleaner. Even if I lay them on a windowsill, it's still not enough. So they have to be planted. And Matthew 13, we read the story, the parable of the seeds. And he says, other seed planted or other seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop. A hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. So we know from the verses before that, that some of the seed fell along the pathway, some of the seed fell on rocky ground, and some fell among thorns. And that seed couldn't grow because it couldn't form its roots. The roots couldn't go down and they couldn't get nourished. So the result for each of those other seeds was no growth. They were not able to flourish. But the seed that fell on good soil, it was able to grow. Now, let me ask each of you, if you were to plant something, if you were to get a new bush and plant it, would you plant it in a pile of dar garbage? No. You'd plant it in dirt, right? And you'd probably go get the miracle Grow that had vitamins added and all that good stuff because you want it to grow. And I have up here a plant. And let me tell you about this plant. So for years, for years, I have told my husband I wanted mountain laurel. Are you all familiar with mountain laurel? So it's very prevalent in the mountainous areas. And, and you'll see it sometimes growing around here along the road in wooded areas. And in my mind, we should, we should have just stopped and asked people if we could dig it up because it was growing in the woods. But my husband's like, Debbie, we're not doing that. <laughs> so the other thing is he kept saying, no, we're not getting any because you don't know where you want to put it. Now, as a woman, my thought was, I'll get it and then I'll figure it out, <laughs> right? But his thought was, no, you have to have a plan for it before you get it. So finally, this fall, I figured out my plan. I figured out where it was going to go. And so one day in December, a box arrived, and that box I didn't know what it was, what was in it, and I didn't really look at it because it was Christmas time. And in that box were two little plants, two little mountain laurel plants. And so now they're planted. We'll talk about that again in a minute. But we need to know that going to church is not the same thing as being planted. How many of us go to church... How many of us go to church when we're not busy or when we're not tired or when something better doesn't come along? People who just go to church, they also don't get involved. They don't serve. 
But people who are planted never say, are we going to church? Of course we're going to church. Church is a part of our lives. So we need to stop going to church and get planted. And when we're planted, we can flourish like the palm and the cedar. We have to be careful that we don't settle for just being a shrub. In Hebrew, or I'm sorry, in Jeremiah 17, 6, the scripture said, He is like a shrub in the desert and shall not see any good come. In other words, shrubs don't grow well. And the shrub that Jeremiah is referring to in this case is called a tamarisk. And it's a dwarf shrub. It's in the juniper family, if you're a horticulture person. And it's stark and it's naked. There is no chance for improvement. It's not a very nice-looking shrub. As a matter of fact, most of us would probably call it a weed because its roots are stunted and they do not reach down to the water level so that it never grows. So Jeremiah is saying here, a person who's not connected, who's not planted, is like a shrub in the desert. It's like a tamarisk. And he continues on in Jeremiah 17, 8 and says, Instead, we can be like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. And so I looked up this word bothered here. And in some translation, the word bothered is translated to mean fear. So some trees are not fearful, just as if we're planted. We don't need to be fearful if we're um, faced with drought, faced with um, situations that are out of our control, faced with challenging situations. Someone gets sick. Someone loses a job. We don't need to be fearful. We're planted. For its leaves remain green and it does not cease to bear fruit. When we are planted, even though there's difficult times and there's drought, we're still going to flourish. Unfortunately, many of us have not been planted. We view church as a building, a destination. And I was thinking yesterday about that. Do you guys remember that finger play you used to do with kids? Here's the church, here's the steeple, open the doors and see all the people, right? Do you remember that? So we really view church as a building, as a place. But if you really want to know what the secret to having the best year of your life is, is to stop going to church and be the church. So all of us are the church. The New Testament uses the word ecclesia for the, the church. So ecclesia does not refer to a building. It does not refer to a destination or a place. Instead, ecclesia refers to those who are called out, those who are chosen, those, who, those people who are part of the church. The New Testament church shared everything. Their people, they knew when they needed help. They knew when someone was celebrating something. They shared their lives with each other. And that's what, the, that's what God's plan for the New Testament church is for us, that we really make the church our lives. So the church is God's plan to share his love with the rest of the world. So I want to ask you, how are you doing with sharing God's love with the rest of the world? We can't do this when we connect occasionally, when we just come for an hour on Sunday and we're done. We go home, we slip out the door, and no one ever sees us again till next Sunday. That's not the church that God created that was his plan. Now, this might not make sense to us, but it doesn't really need to. It's God's plan. He put all of us together to serve as his body, right? To serve as the body of Christ here on earth. So that means we have to be the people of the church. We're, it's our job to take the world, 
to take the word out to the rest of the world. Um, but how often do we really do that? We've gotten too comfortable. We come to church for an hour on Sunday, maybe an hour and a half, and then we mark it off our to-do list. We're good to go. We spend more time on social media or watching TV in a day than we do serving in the church for in a month. That's not God's plan. So we need to stop going to church and get planted. Now, if you don't feel like you can be planted at Haven, that's okay. You just need to get planted somewhere. There are lots of other churches around. You can Google. There are so many churches in this county. So if you don't feel like you're connected here, you can't get planted, find somewhere where you can get planted. That's God's plan for you. And when we're planted, we start exhibiting the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Do you remember last week Jack asked us to pick out the fruit of the Spirit that we really needed to cultivate over this next year? And the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Now, cultivating the fruit of the Spirit is more than just picking a word and saying, this is my word of the year. It's so much more than that. Our fruit is cultivated or developed in us to be used for the entire church body. That's why we're given those fruits of the Spirit, so that we can use them for others, not just for ourselves. And when we have love, it overflows into others. Joy spreads. Patience makes us more attractive to others. Kindness blesses others. And faithfulness helps us to strengthen relationships. So when the fruit of the Spirit is developed in us and when it grows in us, we get to experience the thrill of being used by God. But without that fruit, it's really hard sometimes for God to use us. So stop going to church and get planted. Now, before you say, yeah, 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 Debbie, I tried that. And it didn't work. Trees, those Lebanon trees... Lebanon cedar trees and those palm trees, they didn't grow overnight. It took a long time. So growing and being planted in a church and being the church takes a long time. You have to give it some time. You can't say, oh, I did that one Sunday. It didn't work. Grow it and develop it. So what does a seed need to flourish? So... Again, we look at my mountain laurel here, and I had to put it in a pot. And my job is now to keep it alive until it can be planted outside, which we'll see how that goes. So it had to have some soil. For each of us, our soil is our heart. Okay, so the soil of us is our heart. It also needs some light. I have it in a lit place in my house. And God's word for us is our light. That means we have to be in it. We have to be in investing and reading in God's word. Now, think about this for a minute. I looked at these, these poinsettias up here. Can you see them? They're starting to really wilt. Part of the reason they're starting to wilt is they don't have light. This room is pretty dark during the week, right? So we have to have light, and when we have light, God's word, God will shine through us. What else do we have to have? We have to have water. That's my problem here, because I forget to water it. Um, Jesus is our living water, and we need to pray and talk to Jesus Listen to Jesus. Spend time with him so that we can get watered. And I'm going to say that's probably the second reason why these are really starting to droop. They're not getting watered. And when you don't get watered, people notice. Temperature. So as I said, we received this in December, and we could have taken it out and planted it because, remember, I have my space picked out because that was 
part of the reason I was able to get it. it. What would happen if I took it out and planted it now? It's not strong enough to live, right? So I have to plant it inside so that it can live. The fire of the Holy Spirit will keep us at just the right temperature so that we can grow and that we can live. And it will keep our church at just the right temperature. So we have to have the Holy Spirit. Finally, it takes time. It takes time for this to grow. It takes time for us to be planted. Experience church. Be planted in the church. It takes time to develop that root base and to grow. It's often said that the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago, but the second best time is today. And so if you have not been planted in a church, I encourage you to get planted. Become part of the church. Become the church. Now, you might say, well, all right, you use this great metaphor of a plant, but how do I really do that? So spend some time talking to each other. Get connected. Build relationships with each other. Because when you build relationships with each other, you're going to know, oh my, I'm having a really hard time. Who can I connect to? Who in the congregation can I connect to? How is that done? That's done through Bible studies, small groups, and just getting to know people. How else? Serving. A lot of people say, oh, I'll go on Sunday, but I don't have time to serve during the week. We all have time. And if we are serving, we are connecting. We are becoming more and more who the church is supposed to be. So what is your passion? Is your passion serving food? You can get involved that way and plant, plant yourself by serving, maybe at the Paris Foundation, maybe at Christmas in April. Maybe at the home repair um, program that um, Dave Hollis runs. Maybe it's teaching. Teaching a Bible study, teaching Sunday school. Maybe you don't want to teach, but maybe you could sit in the nursery and rock babies while their parents get a break and attend worship services. So there's a job and there's a place for each of us to serve and get connected and get planted. Because when we become who the church is, that's when we are going to see our community changed. Because what happens when I have this little plant? As it grows, it's going to have seeds, right? Some sort of seeds. And as those seeds fall into the ground around it, they're going to bring up babies, right? That's how plants work. Each of us is like that. When people see us planted in a church and serving and loving, they want that because our world is not a loving place. So if we can be those people, the rest of the world sees it and they start saying, hmm, I want that. Then we can change the world then we can allow God's spirit, the Holy Spirit, will begin to change the people and change our community. How many of us would like to see our community different? How many of us would like to see the drugs gone in our community, right? We can do that when we are planted in a church, when the Holy Spirit takes over, and when we become who the church is supposed to be. But we can't do it if we're just coming to church, marking it off as a, off our to-do list. Yep, I was there. We can't do it then. We really need to make a difference. And that's what we're called to do. The New Testament church, they shared everything. Now, I'm not asking you to share your money with, with each other. I don't think that would go over well, right? but we need to share our lives with each other. The old phrase, we want to do life together, is really what we need to be doing. And when we do life together, we're planted in the church, and we're planted in the community, and the community sees a difference. So 
today as we wrap up and we, we talk about getting started on a fresh start in 2019, I'm going to tell you to stop going to church and get planted in the house of the Lord. And when you get planted in the house of the Lord, you're going to flourish. You're going to grow. And 2019 is going to be your best year ever because you're going to say, wow, look what happened. You're going to be happy. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to have days where it's not, it's not easy. We're still going to have those days. But on those days when it's not easy, you're going to have somebody to call, somebody who cares about you, somebody who loves you. So get planted in the church today. Make 2019 the start of something new where you're planted and you're thriving and you're flourishing. Let your faith make a difference in your life. So I want to um, call the praise team up. And ask everybody to stand. And let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear precious Heavenly Father, thank you for your word this morning. And thank you for encouraging us to not just do church or go to church, but to really be the church. You've called each of us to serve and to love in a way that only we can because we are your body here on earth. We just pray that, Lord, you would show us, help us to open ourselves up to be planted, to not take the easy way out and to slide in and out of church, but to really make church who we are and let us serve you in that way. We pray that you'll be with us, and if there's any needs, we pray that, that you would open the hearts and minds of of people today and, and let your spirit work in them. And Jesus, we'll give you the praise and the glory. Thank you for 2019. Thank you for giving us a chance to have a do-over. In your sweet holy name we pray. Amen. Above the world. 
I just realized that um, I said Jack's in Ohio. He is not in Ohio. He is in Chicago. Um, yeah, that makes more sense. So this week, find ways to be planted. Work on getting planted. And if it, I can do anything to help you get planted, let me know. I'll help you. But let's um, close out with just a, a quick word of prayer. So thank you, sweet Jesus, for being with us this morning. And Open in our hearts and our minds to the word that you have for us. We just pray that, Lord, you'll be with us throughout this week. Guide us, keep us, and bring us back to you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And if any of you want to take a poinsettia and give it some light and water, go ahead. Amen.